0: Gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Drake's Corner. I'm your host, Drake Tharp, and we have a jam-packed episode for y'all today. Uh, the NFL trade line, just, uh, trade deadline just happened. We got our winners and losers from there. We'll talk about the NBA MVP race. I got another Fab Five parlay for you betters out there. And then the capital off, the NFL Power Rankings once again. Um, yeah, there was a ton of trades over the last 24 hours, um, you know, a few... Big-time stars got dealt, and we're going to take a look at some winners and losers right off the bat here. Uh, The one that kind of happened earlier on, Roquan Smith, the day before the deadline. Uh, You had the Bears sending a, you know, uh, they got a second-round pick and a fifth-round pick from the Ravens for Roquan Smith, and I'm going to give the dub here to the Bears and the L to the Ravens. I'll explain here. Uh, So Roquan Smith goes to a team where um, Lamar Jackson already wants a contract extension, Roquan Smith wants twenty million dollars a year, and yeah, they can't pay for both of them. So if we're looking at from a team standpoint, uh, I I feel like this is a one and done type situation for the Ravens as they're gonna make a big playoff push, um, as they should. Uh, in my opinion, they're a top five team in the league right now with one of the more heavy set offenses. Um, from the Bears' look at it, uh, you know they knew Roquan wanted out. Uh, teams knew Roquan wanted out. They they uh, probably were going to let him walk in free agency. They got, you know, the next best thing to a first round pick, a second round pick and a fifth round pick. Uh very ba- very valuable from a standpoint from a guy who wanted the leave, wanted $20 million a year. Was kind of a jackknife of the uh the, the defense there in Chicago, but at the same time Chicago gives up 49 points to the Dallas Cowboys the week before, so um yeah, it's kind of uh, yeah, I'd say it's a dub here for the Bears, L for the Ravens. Uh, but you know with these with these kind of uh, acquisitions where you gain picks for a player, uh, y- you can never do a win loss type deal until you actually see what those picks are and what you know what those players turn out to be. So I mean that was mostly every trade that went on today throughout the deadline, you know, picks for players type deal. And yeah, we got another one here, Chase Claypool. I'll give the W here to the Steelers, um, and and the L to the Bears. You know Chase Claypool, arguably, you know kind of the second to third best receiver on that Steelers squad. We know he's a you know a six four stallion with a lot of talent, and um, you know for a second round pick, it was the Bears' original second round pick, so it's going to be an early second round pick most likely. Um, you know Chase Claypool, he's a guy that you know has started out as a stud his rookie year. And then not slowly decline, but his production has just been, you know, kind of hindering. And, you know, Bears need a number one guy. What better guy to go out and get than Chase Claypool, the guy who's not getting the ball a ton now. But, you know, he has a raise of talent. And uh, I'll give the W here to the Steelers. They got a great pick out of, you know, a guy who they not necessarily wanted out, but, you know, they could make do without him. They just drafted George Pickens. They got Deontay Johnson um Najee Harris still a weapon on offense and they're running a new you know kind of format under Kenny Pickett there um so yeah what better way to uh get kind of a rebuild started getting a second round pick and it's going to be an early second round pick so we'll have to see how that turns out but I think the Steelers got great value back for a guy who isn't even the number one receiver on the team and the Bears got their number one guy so I'd say it's More so even, but we'll have to see what that second-round pick turns out to be. But for now, I'll give the Steelers the dub there, Bears the L. But, you know, a lot of these I'd say are even. Next one, Brad Chubb, Bradley Chubb here for the Broncos going to the Dolphins. I'll give the W here to the Broncos. Uh, They kind of made back a first-round pick. They lost for the plethora of picks they traded away for Russell Wilson. Um, You know, the Dolphins are kind of, you know, going all out there. Uh, But, you know, I don't. I don't think they're, you know, to the pinnacle uh, of the AFC to where the Chiefs and Bills are to where they can go all out for a player like that on defense. Um, you know, they're 5-3, and three, and they still have some rebuilding to do, especially with a young quarterback like Tua, a young receiver like Jalen Waddell. Uh, you got your stud and Tyree kill, but they're still on a building level to where I don't think, you know, a plethora of draft picks for a pass rusher is going to, you know, put them over uh, against different teams in the AFC. So, I'll give the dub here to the Broncos. They made back some draft capital. And, you know, pass rushers like Bradley Chubb come and go. Um, you know, it's it's hard to find certain positions in the NFL that, like, good value at, like offensive line. I'd say tight end, free safety or some of those positions to find good value and uh, to stick with the guy for years on end. But, you know, I'd say in the NFL, there's a plethora of good... You could probably find a, a overly decent pass rusher on every team. So... Yeah, I'll give the dub here to the Broncos. They may do with uh, deal, may do well dealing with Bradley Chubb. And uh, I guess the Dolphins take the L here. But we'll have to see what those picks turn out to be. Uh, next big one, Calvin Ridley. This was a kind of the shocker of the day. The Jaguars got him for less than a first-round pick. So I will give the dub here to the Jags. It could possibly be a uh, – it was a conditional fourth-round pick, but it could turn into a second-round pick if Calvin Ridley essentially stays on the team through – you know a contract extension um to you know Calvin Ridley was a first round pick and they gave up the Jaguars gave up less than that for a number one guy he's a proven guy too um so I'll give the Jags the W here the Falcons lost a first round talent and that's as simple as that there last one on the list TJ Hawkinson you know you don't really see tight ends getting dealt like that but uh TJ Hawkinson it's been kind of a strong point for the Lions offense um but they get they got two picks back I think I believe it was a second round pick in a fifth round um but you you know tight ends I don't think you know they're they're a valuable position but from an offensive standpoint like you got um you know from the Vikings standpoint they already have enough weapons um they have a decently talented tight end in Irv Smith Jr. I just don't understand it from their perspective to give up a you know a valuable second round pick so I'll give the W here to the Lions they got some draft capital back um and I'll give the L here to the Vikings but once again with these pick for player type situations we'll have to see what that um what those picks entail what those picks turn out to be so yeah that's a that it was a insane trade deadline to say the least and um yeah a lot of team made a lot of teams made it some big moves and um yeah we'll see how all those picks turn out to be it's hard to do like I said one of you know rate grading these for draft picks but Anyway, let's jump to the hardcore of the NBA. We got the NBA MVP race. I'm gonna give my top three guys for MVP right now. Um, you know, right now it's, I think it's pretty obvious who the top three guys are. Um, you might you could throw KD in there, but I got number three right now. John Moran. He's you know his stat line kind of says it all. He's 33, four and five right now through seven games. Uh, he's leading his team right now to a four and three team record. I know it's early, but as we can tell, the Grizzlies you know kind of made a huge jump last year. And if you didn't think John Morant could get any better, well, he is. Um, he's putting up highlight reels every night, putting up over 30 a game, and I expect the Grizzlies to be kind of a top-three team in that West. Um, if they finish any higher, I, you know, John Morant, his stock could rise in that MVP race. But I got him sitting at number three. Number two, Giannis. Um, he's a walking double-double, 34-13, and I think he, you know, might win it just because of the team record. Um, his team record right now is six and zero, and if the Bucks continue to dominate and sit, you know, and near that, you know, sixty wins, fifteen losses area, um, yeah, this could be a, uh, a, a an, another Giannis MVP season, possibly Defensive Player of the Year as his defensive efficiency is insanely good right now. Uh, but yeah, I got not Giannis at number two, number one, Luka Doncic, 37, 10 and nine, a near. 40-point triple-double almost. Um, if he keeps the stat line throughout the season and the Mavericks, you know, finished, I'd even say top six in the West, uh, I think Luka deserves every right to that MVP. Um, we remember Russell Westbrook's triple-double season. Uh, they finished sixth in the West, and if Luka can finish with a higher point average in that, uh, this might be the you know, one of the greatest regular seasons we've ever seen from a player. So um, I think Luka's due for an MVP. I think he's due for, you know, he kind of had his deep playoff run last year. But I think guys, these younger guys like uh, Luka, Jaw, Jason Tatum, Trey Young, they're all due for MVPs here upcoming. And um, Giannis is kind of leading the pack right now. But Giannis and Jokic, you know, kind of just uh, guys that the team – builds around completely, and you know, they're not insanely young like these players, but uh, kind of in that 26, 27 age range, um, these players like Luka and Ja are due for MVPs in the next five years, so, uh, but I got Luka at number one right now, um, we'll see if it continues, he might have the most historic NBA season on record if, you know, his stat line stays up to par like that, so uh, let's jump to our next segment, the Fab Five Parlay, if you want to win some money, lay some Lay some cash down on this parlay here. Um, I need to update uh, how these do because I would love to see if you know they these actually win. So uh, I got two easy money line bets. I got Bills and Eagles money line. Um, and then I got the Vikings. They're three and a half point underdogs. Rams. Uh, their th- er, or Vikings are the favorite by three and a half. I got them winning by over that. Uh, Rams are underdogs by three points against the Bucks, which I don't understand. Once again, I got the Rams winning that game. And Atlanta and the Chargers under 49 points. That's what I got there for the Fab Five parlay. Anyway, main event of the show, NFL Power Rankings. Here we go. Um, number 10, I got the Dolphins back in it here. They're 5-3. and three and just made a huge trade for Bradley Chubb to anchor their defense. They had another offensive passing onslaught with Waddle and Tyreek Hill once again. They've had a few close games with, you know, abysmal teams like the Lions, but, you know, their record doesn't lie. They're 5-3, and three, um, second in their division. So uh, they're sitting pretty at number 10. Uh, we'll see if they continue to win, jump up in the rankings. Number 9, the 49ers are back in it. Uh, they, they missed it after last week. Uh, Yeah, but after dominant play against the Rams, uh, Christian McCaffrey, uh, the kind of bright point for the 49ers, being used geniusly as they now, you know, they have the new offensive spark. And, you know, I think he had a receiving touchdown, rushing touchdown, and passing touchdown in a game we haven't seen it since 2005. So um, he's just being used all around by Kyle Shanahan. And Matt Rule kind of has to be just punching himself in the leg right now. So. Uh, number eight, I got the Giants. They're going to drop a few spots after, you know, being in the top five last week. Um, you know, they had an ugly game against the Seahawks. And, you know, after being 6-1, and one, they've been due probably for an ugly game now against a solid team, and they got one against Seattle. So I got them sitting at number eight. Number seven, uh, Seahawks, actually. They got, you know, very good win considering the record standpoint. Uh, New York's defense is solid. Uh, but Geno Smith and Kenneth Walker – They're a top dynamic duo right now in the league, and they need to be watched out for. I mean, you know, Seahawks are proving that they're right now the best team in the NFC West, and they have a good young poised defense ready to make plays. And, yeah, they're young. They're, you know, kind of one of the surprises in the league right now. So, uh, number six, I got Dallas. Boy, they do. They looked like their old regular season ways of last year. You know, just being an offensive monster. Uh, we've been talking about their defense all year, but you know, their defense looked disappointing. But there's no denying the talent there. Uh, when you can outscore your opponent by 20 while just completely sucking on defense, yeah, you're a top team in the league. Um, number five, I got the Ravens. Baltimore's only weakness is letting up big plays. I've been saying this week after week. On paper, they should be undefeated. I think a lot of people know that. Uh, they could possibly be eight 0 They've had leads in games against the Giants, the you know the Bills, and uh, the Dolphins, who they've also lost to. Uh, like I said, I think they can be a monster in the playoffs. They just acquired Roquan Smith. He's going to be a huge field field general for that defense, and uh, they just got to clean up some coverage spots. Number four, I got the Vikings. Um, kind of the last four the same throughout the power rankings but number four six and one record speaks for itself they're the second best team in the nfc um i see an nfc championship ceiling for them and yeah their offense very solid they just pick up tj hawkinson for some reason um but he's going to be a spark too he's going to help guys get open he's going to be another target too if guys like justin jefferson adam thielen can't get open and the run game is shut down they got another target so they're sitting number four, number, and then the uh, the last three teams on the list kind of the same as last week: Bills, Chiefs, Eagles, in that order. Um, I got the Chiefs, you know, best team in the AFC. Their offense is uh, they have little room to improve, meaning they are close to perfect. Uh, Bills, I think, you know, they're the most balanced team in the AFC, but uh, I think their offense has a little more work to do than Kansas City. And number one, Eagles, um, most balanced team in the league. Without a shadow of a doubt, uh, Jalen Hurts putting up another MVP-esque performance on Sunday. And, yeah, that'll be my power rankings for the week. And this was a fun one. Trade deadline happened. Um, new power rankings, yeah. Just kind of that mid-season slump here. So, um, yeah, thank you guys for watching once again. Another podcast, I believe, it was 52. And, um, yeah, hope you all enjoy the rest of your day, and I'll see you all later.